Welcome to the Recruiting Guy Podcast. I'm Richard Davenport, HoHogSports.com, and in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, been a while since I've uh, been with you. Been on was on vacation last week, but I'm glad to be back now. And uh, this is one of, this is one of my favorite guys, and I say this sincerely. Once you talk to this young man, you're gonna just fall in love with the guy because he's he's got personality plus, very engaging. And it just it lights up a room when you talk to him. And I'm talking about Jordan Dominic, future Razorback uh, defensive lineman who currently is at Georgia Tech but is uh, transferring to Arkansas probably sometime uh, later in, in May. And he joins us right now. And, Jordan, thanks so much for joining us, big guy. Anytime. Thank you for having me. It's a true honor and appreciate it. Well, hey, you know, when I first talked to you, you know, a lot of guys talk about academics and a lot of times it's lip service let's be honest with you but with you it was not lip service it was one of the determining factors for you deciding to uh to go to arkansas talk about that and why, what field you plan to study while you're there gotcha so uh i mentioned this earlier before i just graduated from georgia tech with my uh business administration degree so what i'm planning on doing now is trying to get to a school where i can go and work on the prerequisites i need for uh, physical therapy. So that way, when I finish my physical therapy, whenever I'm done with football, whenever that may be, whether it be one year, two years, years down the road, if I'm able and lucky enough to go to the league, I'm willing. I got that degree, and now I'm looking for a place that I can get a physical therapy degree so later on in life I can start opening up my own line of physical therapy practices. Or, you know, that's just the main thing right there. And then I also have a couple other businesses that I want to actually work on and open up. So that's just something that I've been planning on. And it seems like Arkansas has the resources, the funding, and honestly, just the entire know-how of what to do. Like, when I looked at Arkansas, I was floored by the amount of companies that were in the area. I was floored by just the entire expanse of Arkansas, for real. The whole college campus, everything that's going down and around out there. A lot of people know about this, but the Walmart headquarters thing where everybody has to have a store within, what, 20 miles of Walmart or something like that, or a mile from the headquarters, something like that. Like, that's definitely something, uh, you know, that just brings, like, a lot of opportunities to the table so that's a real thing that i really want to explore and it seems like with those opportunities i'm gonna be able to uh actually get a jump start on life so that was really my biggest factor in you know choosing arkansas over anything else jordan at what point i mean what when obviously academics and 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 education was very important to you growing up but was that was that something that was instilled in you from the very beginning or or when did you realize that this this is the ticket to 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 life uh education has been drilled in me since the very very beginning like i honestly started out with well when i was a kid i would actually go to like many tutoring sessions like fourth fifth like four or five years old just to be able to see how smart I was just doing extra tutoring sessions. And honestly, it worked out. I was able to take a few uh, college dual enrollment classes back in high school, which allowed me to graduate from Georgia Tech early, which is another reason why I was so late to enter the transfer portal, since usually everybody would go like after December or something. I joined in around February. So that was one of the roles that played in that. But education has always been like an important aspect for me and my family. My brother's over at Mississippi State right now. He graduates this semester with his degree in aerospace engineering. And my sister, she's taking dual courses right now. She's trying to get into a good college. She has some scholarships lined up. My mom's a CEO. My dad's a defense attorney. So it's it's been a pretty big deal since the day we were born, for real. <laughs> 
Let's talk about when you made your official visit. Obviously, you learned a little bit more in depth about uh, the opportunities, you know, after football and uh, the phys- physical therapy program and things like that. But obviously, the football program, you know, helped you make that decision. What was it about the University of Arkansas football program that uh, made you decide to be a Razorback? Uh, well, the first and main thing that I saw when I first came out of there, before I even like went on the official visit, I checked out the football schedule. You know, and that just I always want to play the best of the best no matter where I go. I'm always going to try and step up to the level of competition that I'm playing. I always want to just challenge myself against the best players, you know, ever in the world, anywhere in the world, you know. So I just want to be able to play against them. And then just talking with Coach Pittman, Coach Adams and everything, it was just it, it, it felt right. You know, it felt like family. They treated me like one of their own. And I know how the recruiting process goes. You know, the coaches are going to try and sell you on all the good things about it yada yada like that kind of stuff but i knew through the process i'm seeing the process happen i've gone through the process so i was definitely looking for like factors i began asking not even just players and individuals but just regular students or individuals on campus that i was just talking to about how do they feel about the football program how do they feel about coach Pittman? how do they feel about the team atmosphere and everything and Honestly, I never heard one bad word about Coach Pittman come out of anybody's mouth, whether it was a player, whether it was a coach, whether it was just, you know, somebody that was just there, like a fan, anybody like that. I never heard a bad thing that came out of their mouth. And then when I was hanging out with some of the team and all that, they seemed like they were real close-knit, like real atmosphere where everybody's out there trying to – it doesn't seem too animosity. There's not much animosity on the team, you know. Like there's not much jealousy. There's not much – there's not much hidden agendas on the team, if you so to speak. So it was just really just all around amazing experience to talk to everybody, learn. And I was able to see a lot of just Arkansas, the football program, just the entire culture and atmosphere of the Arkansas football program. and really felt like home for me. So that's why I committed so quickly to them. You were talking to uh, defensive line coach Deke Adams and assistant defensive line coach Keith Jones uh, leading up to the visit and everything. How did they How did they get your attention? Well, first off, Coach Adams, uh, he knows Coach Marco Coleman, who was my coach over at Georgia Tech. And I began, you know, communicating with him through Twitter, then was able to uh, just speak to him. I was able to get the offer, thankfully. They offered me quite quickly once I entered the portal. And with that being said, as I said, I, they were my first offer that came out. So I definitely had to give them the benefit of the doubt and just go over and, you know, just I had to come check it out, especially seeing that the strength of schedule that they had, their SEC school, their physical therapy education was some of the most top tier in the nation. So it was just an intriguing thing. And then, you know, talking to Coach Coleman, as I said before, he had just great things to say about Coach Adams and everything, just talking just talking up the whole you know atmosphere of it so i was really skeptical at first when i went first went into the portal about oh how am i going to like deal with this whole recruiting process again how am i going to deal with coaches coming at me trying to show me what's good but not the bad and all that and once i had a plan i was able to you know set out an official visit was able to deal with anything that arose and i was able to get out to arkansas and see what the true atmosphere of the entire place was so uh, just being able to uh, coach Keith and coach Adams, they're uh, hell of a people, like for real, that they're very respectful. I can really communicate with them and we can really grow a connection. They're one of those coaches that you can actually grow a connection with. And, you know, you can go to talk to them about anything. You can really connect with them on a personal level. It's more than just football, you know, which is something I really wanted as well. Cause I wanted to make everlasting connections, not just I'm talking to you on the football field and then we don't communicate. So I see you the next day, again, you know, like, 
that's the kind of connection I wanted with my coaches, and it seems like I'm be able to get that in Arkansas as well. What was it like the first few hours of the being in the portal? What was that like? How many schools reached out to you, and just that that first day? What was that like? It was hectic. I'll tell you that the first as soon as so I was really not planning on announcing my transfer portal until the Monday after because I'd gone on Friday and I thought it was going to take that long to process. Once I entered the portal. I just started getting, as soon as, uh, what do you call I believe it was Rivals that announced it, or NCAA Transfer Portal on Twitter, one of those two announced it, and all of a sudden my phone just started blowing up, my Twitter DMs just started blowing up, you know, I just was really just taken aback by the amount of attention that I was getting. I didn't, I honestly was not expecting that much attention when I first entered the portal. So it was just a whole hectic thing all around, and you know, Arkansas was one of the first people to reach out to me, so... And they were one of, the, and they were the first person to offer me. So it was just, I don't know, it was just different. Like it was insane because when I was going through the high school recruiting process, it was nothing like this. I did have a few offers coming out, but I wasn't really. I was more undersized defensive lineman. So going through the recruiting process now versus when I was going through high school, it was a bit different. But just the sheer volume of coaches that hit me up was incredible, and I think every coach that you know gave me a chance gave me you know, any kind of interest, any kind of attention. And the offers, some offers didn't stand, some offers did, but I found out what I feel like is the place for me. So I feel like I'm going to stand with this decision. You had, you know, Auburn, Iowa State, Penn State, Central Florida, South Florida, several other programs offered you. Approximately how many schools contacted you uh, in the portal? It's definitely over 60, over 60, 70 schools contacted me in the portal, whether it be D1, D2, it was just a whole bunch of different schools from different conferences and everything. And honestly, when it came to that, I really wasn't too worried about the conference. I was more so looking at it from the educational aspect, as I said before. And if football was going to come at a high level, so be it, you know. Like, I wanted to go somewhere where both could be a huge uh, factor. We both playing football at a high level and competing at a high level while also getting my physical therapy degree at one of the most prestigious institutes in America. So... Arkansas really just had that for me, and there was no going back. As a redshirt freshman, you recorded a 15.2 pressure rate, according to ESPN. That ranked eighth among defensive players at Power 5 schools. You obviously know how to get to the quarterback, or at least hurry the quarterback, make it difficult for them. Talk about uh, your ability to, to, to get in the backfield. Uh, so basically when it comes to rushing the passer, I've always felt like I've always had a chip on my shoulder, for real. Uh, I've always been called undersized as a D lineman. I felt like I was under-recruited out of high school, and a lot of people can say that they felt I was under-recruited too. Um, just being able to rush the passer, what's the funny thing is once you play basketball, you can actually use those basketball moves on the football field, which is what I really try to do to incorporate it. So like a little step, side, side, step, swipe, or something like that, you can really integrate the uh, basketball footwear that you have and use that on the football field. And that's what I do as well as just – you know, play with a chip on my shoulder. Anytime I'm trying to rush the quarterback, I'm thinking, man, this dude in front of me is not going to block me. Like, it's not going to happen. I don't care what happens. I'm going to get to that quarterback. And that's really the mentality you have to have as an edge rusher, as a pass rusher, because you're going up against some of the best O-linemen in the nation, for real, especially against left tackles. You know, that's one of the highest grossing incomes when it comes to the NFL. So being able to beat, you know, real premier left tackles around the edge or get to the quarterback around them, you know, that's definitely something that I've always been striving for and training for. And I've just been doing this since high school, you know. 
honestly, well, actually before that, I started playing football at four years old. And I've just been rushing the passer ever since. I've just been playing defensive end. I guess it's just a whole bunch of experience. I've been playing football for now for, I think, 18 years. And with that, it's just you learn different techniques and everything that you are able to incorporate into the game. And being able to rush the passer, you just got to be able to know how to read an offensive lineman, how to play, and overall just have tenacity and violence when you go in and play. Because without that, you're not going to win a rep. You know what to do when uh, you scoop up a fumble. Uh, it, <laughs> watching the video, you returned a fumble for 70 yards. And not not only did you return it, you put a mean stiff arm on the quarterback, man. <laughs> you forced the fumble. You got the fumble. You running. You, you, you throw him to the side, the quarterback to the side with the stiff arm, and, you, and you're running into the end zone. Talk, talk about that play, how it all went down, because, it, it, man, it, that was that was a big-time play. It all just worked out perfectly. You know, the defensive coordinator, we would have been practicing going against the triple option for the entire week, and then our defensive coordinator at Tate, Coach Thacker, called a good play. Uh, I just executed – and honestly, I just – when I tell you I played basketball on that play, I really played basketball because it just felt like I was back in the hole, back in the post under, and then he tried to give it out with a little dish pass. And honestly, I just reached out to hit the ball, and next thing I knew, I'm holding the ball, running down the field. And I just saw somebody come in. I just said, you know what? I, I want to score. You know, <laughs> D-Lon don't really get to score like that. So – I felt like I felt like pulling a little uh, Dante Smith, you know. He was uh, running back over at Georgia Tech. I pulled a little Dante Smith, one little quick stiff arm, got to moving again, and you know it all just worked out. Uh, the play was actually very interesting as it went on. My boy, if you kept watching, my boy Charlie actually ran up and I had uh, pushed him as well to try and get a little block. Uh, we talked about that afterwards, you know. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little funny running joke on the team for a couple weeks. It was just. You know, just enjoying it, just enjoying the time that we had when after the play, after we won that game. So it was a pretty good uh, play overall, I feel like. And then, you know, that happened. I feel like if I can do that, I can do it again. So now it's just trying to, you know, repeat the process. You actually pushed him into into uh, the offensive guy. You you made him a blocker without him knowing that he was going to be a blocker. <laughs> No, he got back on me for that. (laughs) Man, that boy is too fast. That boy Charlie Thomas, I swear he runs like a 4-4, 4-3 or something. That man caught up to me. I'm over here running. I just see somebody out my side view. I'm like, okay, he's coming up. Time to, you know, he's running this fast. He might as well give me an extra block or something (laughs) because he didn't see him. So I just decided uh, it was just a heat of the moment thing. We talked about it afterwards. It was cool. Like, we were just hanging out. Like, he had gotten me during practice that week, too, a couple times. So, you know, it all worked out, man. We were all laughing about it, and we won the game. So it was all a good feeling all around. Now, was there a certain time during the 70-yard return you started sucking some wind? Not really. So I'm more so – when it comes to running, I'm in conditioning. I was more so just – I feel like I really wasn't running full speed either because I was watching the wide receiver catch up to me from their team. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get caught. Uh, can't let that happen. <laughs> so if you saw, if you were watching the video, I actually slowed down a little bit because I was going to try and juke him or something, try and do something. And then my boy Charlie came up. And I was like, oh, okay, this works out. And it just happened like it happened, you know? So uh, I can tell you when I got back to the sideline, though, I was, I was gasping for breath. <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> I was like, dang, I did not think I realized. Because I did not realize I ran 70 yards. I really thought it was just like 40 or something. 
I didn't realize it was that long on the field. I was like, oh, my gosh. You you really did throw that quarterback. I mean, that, the quarterback didn't just kind of fall down. It was like you <laughs> threw him down. See, so I saw, like, I was on Twitter uh, after the game, and I saw, like, people were memeing it, and I didn't think I pushed him that hard. I thought I just was able to push him off me. I thought he kept running after me, and I'm like, I'm about to get run down. I'm about to get run down the entire time on my head. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. I just got to keep running. Just got to keep running. Just got to keep running. So when I actually went back and saw the play for real, I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even realize I pushed him that hard. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he'll be scarred for life, Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Football's the man's game. You got to be able to play. It is that big guy. It is that. Well, and uh, when 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 does it look like uh, you'll you'll be on campus? So I don't have an official date, but whenever the uh, May semester starts up for summer, I want to be in there by the time it starts up. So probably around May, between May sixteenth and May twentieth, I think, or something like that. Gotcha, gotcha. We were talking before. Uh, the podcast about you being from uh, Lakeland, uh, Florida, and you, you're not uh, not uh, not that fond of uh, cold weather. Uh, I am not. You know, <laughs> if it's um, if it's anything lower than fifty, it's going to be Groundhog Day for me. I saw my shadow when I'm going hot. Like I can't do it. Talk about the adjustment. I mean, snowing or something. I don't have to hit him with the coach. I'm sorry, I can't even come to practice today. <laughs> well, no, at least, at least they do cool. have an indoor, huh? Oh, uh, that, that indoor is gonna be my best friend. I promise you, indoor is gonna be my best friend, especially when it's cold outside. Mm-mm. So, so fifty degrees—that that's that's the cutoff point for you, or what? Really, it's sixty, but fifty, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be hurt. But I heard you guys get it down to what single digits, so uh, I'm definitely gonna be packing a whole lot of winter clothes. Yeah, no, I said I said it, it could. I'm not saying it will during your time in Fayetteville, but it could be in single digits. It's not that often, but it could be. And I think everybody would be able to see Jordan coming down uh, coming down the campus because uh, you'll you'll have two or three heavy coats on, right? Uh, I'm gonna be looking like an Eskimo. I hope you know that. Boy, <laughs> I'm going to class in long johns, sweatpants, all of it. I'm telling you. And you can quote me on that. I promise. I do not like cold weather. I'm gonna get used to it, but I do not like it. <laughs> okay, so so future NFL draft, they announce your name for you know the so and so pick of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I know you. You'll be thrilled to play in the NFL, but you couldn't get any colder than in Green Bay. But as soon as I get my name called and they tell me I'm going to Green Bay, I'm gonna be on Amazon looking for the biggest winter coats they have. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> well, as everybody can tell, you're just very outgoing, great personality. That's going to serve you well at Arkansas uh, with NIL, name, image, and likeness. And there's no doubt that uh, I, people are going to listen to this and go, man, I'd, I'd kind of like to have this guy represent my company. Where did you get that personality? Have you always had it? Yeah, so honestly, my mom and my parents, we're all just very talkative individuals, you know? Uh, we have to be good in front of large crowds and everything. Because as I said before, my mom's a CEO, my dad's a defense attorney, and then me, I've just been a bubbly and outgoing person since I was born. Like a lot of people tell me I'm too energetic at times. So it's just, you know, I've just always had that knack of just talking to people, introducing myself, just meeting new people and just, you know, trying to make a good time out of everything. That's just me. That's just my personality. That's always, that's how I've always been for real. 
no matter what, whoever you are, if I see you and I'm, you know, I'm feeling talkative, I'm gonna come up to you, whether you be a coach, whether you be a fan, whether you just be somebody walking on the street, you know, I'm gonna say, what's up? I'm gonna, you know, if somebody's wearing a shirt, I'm like, I don't care who it is, I'm gonna walk up, hey man, I like your shirt, or hey girl, I like your shirt, anything like that, you know, that's just me being talkative, and that's just always been my personality for real. You uh, filled out a Q&A for me, and uh, I, I got a kick out of some of your answers. And just one, one thing is that you, you say you will never, ever eat is seafood. Can't do it. Cannot do it. I'm sorry. I'm, and the crazy thing is I've been roasted so much. Like, I've been jobbed on so much about being from Florida and not eating seafood. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just can't do it. Like, seafood is just not my thing. Uh, I've tried it before. It never ends well. Uh, so if we can replace seafood with any kind of, you know, chicken, pasta, anything like that, I'm good to go. But when it comes to seafood, that's just something I, I can't do. Okay. And I asked you your favorite fast food chain and why, and you, you do something with your fries that I've heard a few other people say that they do. And it, I, I, it blows me away, but tell, tell the people what you do with your fries. Oh, look, my favorite fast food point is Wendy's. And best thing about Wendy's is they, whenever the, uh, uh, I still remember the, uh, what do you call it? The commercial where they came out and there's a whole line backing up just from Wendy's new fries or whatnot. So honestly, after that commercial, I went to Wendy's and got some fries and Frosty. And I started, this was like when I was eight or nine years old. And I started dipping my fries into the Frosty. When I tell you that blend is just delicious, I do it every time I go to Wendy's. No matter what, I always get like a mini Frosty, like a 50 cent Frosty if I can. And I just dip my fries into the fries. It's delicious. So I recommend everybody go try it. And if you think that's disgusting, don't knock it till you try it. Who needs ketchup, right? Now, who needs ketchup, man? You know, who needs ketchup? You, we got fries. Yeah. So, so what are some of the looks or, or comments from maybe some of your family or your friends when, when they first saw you start doing the, uh, the fries, the frosty uh, bit? Well, my mama, I, I don't know if she noticed it as much. I think she may have had like one or two comments on about it. It was like, eh, I've never had that. You know, people are going to knock something before they try it. But a lot of my friends have actually done it, and they actually put me onto it a little while later. I had stopped for a little minute, and then some of my friends, I saw my friends doing it. And I'm like, oh, so y'all do this too? And they were like, yeah, what you know about it? I was like, man, come on. So <laughs> it's just something that we all really do. I guess that's just something me and my friend grew back in Florida. We just do that. And then, you know, I've just always done it. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just the taste between the salt and the sweet of the ice cream. Uh, it's just incomparable. No, I agree. Now, there's there's some combinations of salt and sweetness that I really enjoy. But I can't say uh, fries and and uh, Frosties is, is on that list. But I, I get what you're saying for sure. But Gotcha. Uh, what, what, what does uh, Jordan Dominic like to do when they're, I mean, you're totally chilling. What, what do you like to do? You're not, not doing anything athletic, football related, any anything. What do you like to do? Uh, as I said, I'm a very energetic person. So when I'm not playing football, you can find me on a basketball court, whether it be outside, inside, whatnot, I'm playing. And then I also love video games. My favorites are Apex, Call of Duty. Uh, I'm an FPS game player. I'm not really a uh, sports game player. So if you ever ask me to play Madden or 2K, I'm going to hit you with the joke that I always have. Nobody's ever beating me in Madden or 2K because I'm never playing the game. Uh, I promise. Like, you're not you're not beating me. Like, I'll talk the most trash, and they'll be like, line it up. I'm not playing. I'm sorry, sir. But uh, definitely video games are a huge thing for me, Apex. Uh, I also like to write 
music. I make music, and I also like to write just in general. Uh, I like to make stories. I've always made stories ever since I was a little kid. And, you know, I actually started writing something. Uh, I want to start a little anime that I started. Because one thing that's, if you know me, I'm an anime guru. Like, you ask me about almost any anime, and I can tell you a few things about it. So it's just, I started writing, like, my own little anime with a couple of people. And, you know, I'm hoping when I get to Arkansas, there are a few places down there that help me with, you know, sketches and ideas, just anything like that. So that's my main thing right now is just uh, when I'm in my chill zone, I just write, make music or play video games while I'm playing basketball, you know. And then I'll hang with my girlfriend whenever I am. But we're in a long district relationship right now. So it's pretty hard. But whenever she comes up, all my attention is on her. Where, 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 where does she live, uh, Jordan? Uh, she is originally from Miami. She went to Miami-Dade and now she is attending UCF which is where I was down there when I was uh, visiting them as well. Do you, uh, you want to say something to her if she listens? She listens. I'm not sure if she's going to hear this, but if she does, uh, just know I love her. That's all it is. <laughs> you did something for a GameStop gift card. What did you do? Ah, dear God. <laughs> that is the story. Okay, so back in sixth grade, I believe it was the first semester of my sixth grade year. No, this was uh, my freshman year of high school. Freshman year of high school, I was 14 years old. And we were sitting in actually my math class. And the funny thing is, in that math class, I used to bring like a whole, uh, I always used to bring, so I would always make my own lunch. I would have a duffel bag and it would just be full of food. And I, when I tell you I've gotten stopped so many times by school administration just because they thought I was selling when I just had my lunch in there, it was, it was ridiculous. They thought I was selling snacks and everything on campus. But... We're in this math class, and I have a couple friends in there that are on the football team too. And they realized that I had a barbecue sauce bottle in my, uh, I had a barbecue sauce bottle because I had ribs that day. And they were telling me, "Oh, what you doing? What you doing?" And then one of my friends was, he just, I don't know, he's just crazy like me. So he was like, "Dude, I'll give you a whole GameStop gift card if you drink that bottle of barbecue sauce." I was like, you're not going to do it. He was like, I promise you I will. So he called the number on the GameStop gift card, and it had $33 on it. And I'm like, all right, bet. And we end up just, I just end up drinking the barbecue sauce literally in the middle of the class. And I end up getting a $33 gift card to GameStop. So, you know, when I ended up using that GameStop gift card to get the uh, new Halo game that was coming out back then, I remember that perfectly. Like, <laughs> you didn't get sick or anything? No, I didn't. Hmm. Uh, it was just barbecue sauce. You know, it wasn't nothing too crazy. Okay. Well, I saw that and I thought that was pretty interesting, but, uh, well, good deal, buddy. Well, you have anything to say you want to say to the coaches and the Arkansas fans as, as we close? I definitely love the support that I'm getting from Arkansas right now. I can't wait to see, um, what happens when I get on campus. Shout out Arkansas basketball. You know, they just went to the elite eight. Them boys are like that for real. I see the community and everything that they have. I can't wait to get out there and get to work with y'all. So that's just my main thing right now. Just staying in shape and getting right to, you know, support the Arkansas family in whatever way I can. That's just my goal right now. Jordan, thanks so much, man. This is so fun. I, re I really appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you on the Hill. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right, buddy. That's it for today's uh, podcast. I'm Richard Davenport. We'll be back uh, with you uh, fairly soon and uh, see you next time.